Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blayton Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. It is week 10, I believe, in the college football season, although time doesn't really seem to have much meaning anymore. Uh, we've also been going through four days or three days, something of uh, election coverage. I don't even know at this point. Uh, Skinny, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, doing well. Uh, you know, as we were talking about, uh, oh, you know, before this, I, I'm happy to have a little football to, to pay attention to. Uh, I can only look at, you know, red and blue maps of uh, Pennsylvania yeah. for so much longer. This, the count's been stuck on like Biden 254 and Trump 213 for like three days now, it seems like. But well, they keep going yeah. in. And, and that's the thing. You, like, you, you can't turn it off, right? But then it's like you realize as the day goes on, like this is moving really yeah. slowly. And then you look <laughs> yes. up and you see like the like – Pennsylvania is a, is not not even to like ninety percent counted yet, and you're like, oh man, right? I mean, but, like, yeah. it's not like two thousand where it was just one state, and everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? It's like there's four of them, and actually, no, everybody does know what's going on. It's just their drips and drops of information. <laughs> like every couple hours, they'll be like, oh, we've got fifteen thousand ballots in from Gwinnett County. Yeah. Oh, only you know. 275,000 more left to go, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, this isn't doing it for me. But anyway, again, that's my brother, the skinny folks. Uh, you know, it, it's that time of the week when we do picks, trying not to suck our weekly handicapping podcast. Uh, you know, everything with the election, I haven't had as much time to uh, look at the board this week. Looks actually pretty tight, though. There aren't a whole lot of games where I was just uh, blown away by what was out there. But um, just to recap where we're at, again, we pick five games against college football games against the spread every week, our five favorites, and we're going head-to-head. Right now, uh, I am currently sitting at a uh, gaudy 72% hit rate, uh, 24.5 out of 34 I went four for five last week with uh, West Virginia covering, Texas covering, Auburn, TCU, and then I had a loser with Penn State. Uh, Skinny is also above the Mendoza line, I believe, here. Yeah, he is at uh, 57%, uh, 20 out of 35. He had, let's see here, last week, I believe he got Northwestern. He got Arkansas. He got Cincinnati. Then he had two losers with Illinois plus seven and OSU minus three and a half. So uh, if you know anything about how this works, folks, uh, to borrow a phrase we've all heard a lot this week, expect a little tightening <laughs> here in these uh, <laughs> win percentages the next couple of weeks. But let's go ahead and uh, get started. And Skinny, I will let you kick it off this week for us. What is your first pick of the week? All right, I'm going to that uh, sexy matchup in the Big 12. I'm looking at Baylor 
going into Ames, uh, you know, uh, uh, Iowa State getting 14 here. You know, obviously Iowa State, uh, you know, a nice story. Uh, not totally unexpected, but a nice story so far in the Big 12. Baylor is – Baylor's struggling, man. Baylor's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it pro- might be the worst – well, I don't know. Them and Tech are probably – outside of Kansas, you know, right there at the bottom of the, uh, the big 12. Um, you know, I think Iowa state, you know, they've got something to play for. I think, uh, I'll take them laying the points. Interesting. Yeah. I look, gave a long look at that one. Uh, man, I think that, uh, Dave Veranda has a pretty big rebuild job coming up yeah, going on there. That's been kind of my takeaway this year. Um, all right. So that is, skinny he's gonna lay the 14 with iowa state okay noted um all right i'm gonna start off with one of the big games of the week the uh world's largest outdoor cocktail party you know given the uh, circumstances not a lot of partying will be going on i'm sure but we got the georgia bulldogs and florida gators matching up there in uh jacksonville and the more i looked at this game I'm just having, I know everybody loves Florida this year. I just haven't been as impressed with them, especially, particularly their defense. It just, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, you know, Kyle Trask is actually, I think, a little kind of, kind of underwhelmed me. Um, and, you know, they've had so many issues with COVID the past few weeks. Dan Mullen kind of melting down. Um, and, you know, Georgia, I'm not a huge fan of Stetson Bennett, but, I mean, just top to bottom, their roster is so good. And, uh, you know, they won't have to do much, uh, you know, by way of uh, gimmicks or any tricks to uh, keep, you know, kind of Florida's offense at bay. I'm not normally a big fan of lane points with a team like Georgia, but I'm going to go ahead and do it here. I will uh, go ahead and lay the three and a half with the Bulldogs there in Jacksonville. Ooh, okay, well, I'm actually going the other way. Oh, man, not one. so fast. I know, I know. Well, no, first of all, I, I think you're a little overly bearish on Florida, but but no, I mean, I hear you. They're, they're getting a lot of hype, so um, it, it, which, which may not quite be fully deserved here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just keep going back to Georgia, and, and I agree with you that probably, you know, you match up that personnel, you're, t- you're taking Georgia, right? Uh, but I can't get over the quarterback position. And maybe it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm overly swayed by what I saw against Bama, right? Yeah. But um, to me, that's kind of the difference in this one. And uh, with Georgia getting three rivalry game, I will – or sorry, yeah, so Georgia giving yeah. three, uh, I, I'll take Florida in the points. Yeah. Uh, how is it, though, that like Georgia still can't get a better quarterback or or like, you know, I mean, JT, I'm assuming JT Daniels probably we won't see him this year. Right. I mean, just given where we are at this point. Yeah, I, I assume not. Right. Well, I mean, I guess they've got one on the way. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm blanking on the kids. Yeah. Vander- from Bogart, yeah. Vandergriff. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll get a couple years out of Daniels, presumably after this, but yeah. All right. Okay, so that is Florida plus three and a half. All right. Uh, my second game, I'm going with one of the big games of the week, another one. That is Clemson going to Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame is obviously going to be a very, very trendy underdog this week because uh, you know they're going to be waking up the echoes there in South Bend. 
Uh, Clemson is going to be missing Trevor Lawrence plus a couple guys uh, on defense, Mike Jones, I believe, being one of them. So there's a lot setting up here to uh, kind of go in Notre Dame's way. But here's the problem, I think, with the Irish. They have, they're really good along the lines of scrimmage, but they don't have anybody explosive outside. Like they just, they, they cannot get anything going downfield. And, and I mean, Ian book just isn't that kind of thrower either. Uh, You know, I've seen plenty of Brent Venables defenses in the past. And if you can't take advantage of him and, and stretch them down the field, to me, it's over. I mean, I I think uh, for all the problems with Clemson, you know, health wise and everything, I think that they're going to uh, go into South Bend, and I doubt they'll wax Notre Dame, but I don't see Notre Dame putting enough enough putting up enough points here. I'll go ahead and lay the five and a half with uh, the Tigers. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, I, you know, I felt like I needed to pick this game as well. And I'm going the same way um, for much of the, you know, similar reasons to what to what you outlined. And, and I think Notre Dame is really good. Yeah, um, it's just I think this is a bad matchup for them. And, and I also think that, you know, Clemson will kind of be somewhat refocused after uh, yeah, after that, that BC performance. But, but I mean. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it's just it's not a great matchup for for Notre Dame style in particular this year. Right. I mean, I think Notre Dame's really well coached, and I think that they've got you know the, I, I like their personnel, but it's just that one spot. And man, I mean, against you know you got to be able to uh, challenge them in my challenge Clemson's defense. So, all right. So we're both going with Clemson minus five and a half. All right. Let's see here. So now we're up to my third pick. Oh man. You know, it's so funny after week one uh, in the Big Ten, everybody watching Minnesota and Michigan and thinking, oh, my God, you know, the Wolverines, uh, Harbaugh's done it. A week later, <laughs> you know, I was watching the Friday night game where Minnesota, when Maryland was just going up and down the field on Minnesota. And, I mean, it's like I could already hear this, the stampede of betters going to the window to bet against Michigan on Saturday. And uh, lo and behold, they uh, – lose outright to uh, Michigan State, which is really not a particularly good team. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, talk about if Harbaugh's the bright guy there in Ann Arbor. I think they bounce back this week. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three with Michigan against Indiana, uh, a team that I think Indiana's probably um, a little bit out over their skis at this point. I like I like the Wolverines to bounce back this week, and I will lay the three points. Ooh, uh, yeah, I like that one. I looked at it hard, but then I just thought to me the line looked uh, it even kind of seemed strange. I, I actually thought it, you know, Michigan would be favored by a little bit less, um, just given kind of where people are on Indiana, and then after that performance for Michigan last week. But um, yeah, interesting. All right, what is going to be uh, your fourth game, Skinny? 
Ooh, okay, go to the SEC. Um, <clears throat> looking at Tennessee going into Arkansas. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not alone in this, I guess, but I, I just think Tennessee's at a point where they're, they are about to implode. Um, and, and I still, you know, I, I know they, they got beat up last week by a but I, I still think Arkansas is pretty good here. So um, I will take Arkansas minus two, um, kind of betting against Tennessee here. Yeah, Arkansas kind of snuck in the back door last week there in that A&M game. Uh, you're starting to hear some talk about uh, maybe Sam Pittman taking over for uh, Tom Herman down there in Austin. Mm, yeah, maybe not. About, I mean, God, uh, I just, I don't know. Texas can't seem to pick a coach these days. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Something tells me that wouldn't get the boosters too fired up. But No, no. Uh, all right, so we've got Skinny. So you're taking Arkansas there. Uh, let's see here. That is, what, Arkansas plus... Two, uh, yes. Arkansas plus yes, two. All right. I, I said minus two. We're plus yeah, two. Yeah, they're yes. yeah they're getting getting points there. Okay. All right. So my next pick, I am going to go with a team coming off a loss. That would be the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, if you watched much of that game last week against Texas, I think OSU is going to be kicking themselves. Uh, they had every opportunity uh really texas should not have been in that game uh but you know you turn it over four or five times you give up a hundred yard kick return suddenly you're in overtime um if i'm oklahoma state i'd as as disappointed as i'd be with the result though i mean they played awfully well uh the defense looks really looks really strong and for Kansas State right now, uh, they're, they're almost heading the opposite direction. Um, that's a team that's really been kind of, oddly enough, been fueled by special teams this season. They've got had a lot of, like, you know, uh, block kicks and stuff that have led to scores. But last week against West Virginia, uh, you know, they had uh, Will Howard, their quarterback, turning it over a bunch. I feel like uh, Oklahoma State gets right and covers the 12-and-a-half here. So I'll go ahead and lay it with the Pokes. Whew, man, we're looking at the same games because um, I picked this one as well. Um, boy, and you're right, Oklahoma State will kick themselves. I mean, it, it's pretty clear. That's one of the better defenses, I think. The big, I mean, you know, again, <laughs> relative, yeah. right? But that that the Big Twelve has seen in a handful of years here um, in Oklahoma State, that is. Um, but you know, I'm looking at the same going to K State. K State, you know, twelve is a, a pretty big number going going into Manhattan. I think K State will kind of right the ship. I know you talked about last week with the turnovers and such. I'll take K State getting the points. I'm going the other way. All right, so we're head to head there. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. All right, you know what? I'll be honest. I had not picked a fifth game because, like I mentioned, I hadn't uh, I hadn't uh, been doing enough this week. But okay, I've got it though. This is outside my wheelhouse, but I've seen a lot of uh, these two teams this year. Maryland and Penn State, it's a huge number for Penn State, uh, 25 points. But, I mean, Penn State has actually played a lot better than their record would indicate. Uh, I mean, they're 0-2 at this point. I've seen, you know, I haven't seen both these teams play. Maryland's defense is really bad. Uh, I think that uh, I, I'm willing to lay the 25 here. I know it's thick, and I don't normally play that uh, numbers that big, but 
I'm I'm going to go with Penn State here just because, uh, I, like I said, I think that uh, the Nittany Lions are probably a little underrated at this point, and uh, Maryland is uh, Maryland's cruising for a bruise in here. So I will go ahead and lay it. So that's Penn State minus 25. Okay, so, oh, God, I had five favorites this week. That's trouble. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so just to recap, my five picks this week, I've got Georgia minus three and a half, Clemson minus five and a half, Michigan minus three, Oklahoma State lane 12 and a half, and Penn State giving 25. Skinny has Iowa State minus 14. He is against me in the cocktail party with Florida plus three and a half. We're on the same page with Clemson, but uh, he's lane five and a half. He's taking Arkansas plus two, and he's against me in the Oklahoma State-Kansas State game. He's got uh, Kansas State plus 12 and a half. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but let's talk about the, the Sooners. Man, I, I I mean, I wish there was something, a lot to, more to talk about this week. Uh, you know, Oklahoma taking on Kansas. Uh, OU's a favorite in, on the, uh, I think, about 38, 37 points. Um, I guess, though, I mean, last week was – Last week was about as strong a performance as OU's given just top to bottom in, in years, from in, 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 at least in a couple seasons, in my opinion. Yeah, without a doubt. And, I mean, you just – you see the difference that, you know, two NFL guys, you know, one on each side of the ball, um, you know, and particularly even Stevenson because the – the offense was, you know, while while decent, was just missing, you know, a dynamic player outside of um, or looking for a dynamic player to emerge outside of kind of uh, what Rattler was doing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, they looked good. I mean, it, boy, it really helps when you're the ones getting the turnovers, um, right? So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's again the way he's playing now, the offensive line coming together. Both lines, the way they're playing, uh, the secondary solidifying a bit. I mean, it's hard not to see, uh, to me, like them, them and OSU as just kind of a definite couple steps above the rest of the Big 12. Right. You know, I mean, you're going to still have some problems. I mean, you know, if a team, you go up against a team like Iowa State again, you know, because they've got those matchup issues with a guy like Kohler, but. I think though the my big takeaway watching Oklahoma last week was just that their personnel, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just looks different than they've had. You know, I mean, Oklahoma had kind of a top ten, top fifteen type roster for about a decade there. This is the first time I've I've looked at them just kind of on the hoof and been like, okay, they're starting to look more like a top five kind of roster at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, especially, I mean, offense has never been an issue. On the defensive side of the ball, there's there's fewer kind of, of the uh, try-hard guys and the projects out there and a lot more kind of finished products. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it, it's impressive. Um, just kind of size, speed, all that stuff. It's uh, it, way different than, you know, like you've seen a bunch of Trey Norwood type uh, yeah. bodies out there in the secondary, right? So right, right. So, so I guess you know, I mean, what's are you going to do here? Is this going to be one of those games where they kind of just, uh, you know, let off the gas in the second half and uh, try to try to finish it out? Maybe pull off like a, you know, twenty eight thirty one point type win, thirty one point type win. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, if I was gonna, I mean, this is one of those games you hate as as a better, right? Just because, I mean, are they gonna be motivated? Yeah, what will they do if they do get a big lead? I mean, it's just, uh, I, I guess if I had to pick it, I, I'd probably take KU in the points. Um, but and the other thing is like OU is, is kind of odd. Like, go back four or five years, they've had this history of like kind of really sluggish starts um, against KU as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I would probably stay away from this one, but if I was going to pick it, I think I would take Kansas in the points. Yeah, I mean, my guess is this, this is something like maybe they give up like 13 or something like that, maybe somewhere in the 45-13 type range, something like that, I don't know. But uh, I, if if it goes a different way, I guess we'll have a lot more to talk about in our next show. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, Skinny, well... Um, Best of luck, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, anytime. All right. Thanks again to the skinny. This has been, uh, you know, our latest edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck. Hope everybody else is uh, doing well out there. Uh, thanks to you all for joining us. And for the Blayton Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>